I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and current babysitter. Are you a babysitter if, you're, if it's your own kid, Isaac Harris? No. I don't say it's a babysitter. Um, I guess you're just taking care of your own kid. I guess you're just being a dad. Just being a dad. Full-time daddy business today. Uh, yes. Today, I am on uh, on daddy duty. Um, so update on my 2k gaming life. Oh, so I haven't played in like a long time, but I think it was like last week I have my, like my player. So I made this like small Ford myself and I'm like trying to make him all good on the game whenever I can play. And so I put myself on the Sixers because I want to win and wow, like, you wouldn't oh. put yourself on the Mavs. Listen, I wow. do a, I, wow. I do a franchise. I do like a franchise mode with the Mavericks. I'm like, you can kind of like overkill it if you play. <laughs> Both. It's just too much Mavericks at that point. But so anyway, I'm on the Sixers and I'm like, okay, this is fun. All this stuff. Well, I stopped playing the franchise mode because I just don't play it very much hardly at all anymore. So I'm like, all right, well, I at least want to play the Mavericks. So I'm going to trade my guy to the Mavericks. So, my guy was like a 76. I'm going to say, what's, I, your, what's your archetype? I am a slashing shot creator. Okay. Um, so, anyway, I'm like 6'8". So, they have Luka on the game listed as a, as a shooting guard. So, I'm like, sweet. Technically, I'll roll in as a small forward and I could play with them. You know, they'll move Harrison in place of Dirk, hopefully. So... I request a trade, which I get super scared because I'm like, man, this ain't going to be fun if it's something unrealistic and they <laughs> trade me to the Mavericks and they trade me for like Luka or something. Now I'm going to be mad. Like, So they do the trade and I'm like, all right, Luka's on the roster and I, I'm looking at the roster to see who they traded me for. They traded me straight up for Dorian Finney-Smith. So I was like, okay, okay, that's doable. So I, I click start, play the first game. I'm starting at small forward. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Luca's hurt. I'm like, that's awesome. That's good. On the video game, guys. (laughs) Um, But here is the weirdest part. They had JJ Barea and Dirk starting. And they had Dennis and Harrison Bards coming off the bench. (laughs) Realistic. So I'm like, so now I'm playing this game. I'm like all about trying to you know, wanting it to be realistic. And uh, they're starting myself, JJ, Wes Matthews, Dirk, and DeAndre with Barnes and Dennis off the bench. It's a very odd, weird, um, interesting mindset as a 2K Mavs player. So I did a, I did a, I had a player last year and I was playing on the Lakers and coming off the bench was me, Andrew Bogut, and if it's a Zubak. <laughs> Was you a big man? Yup. Oh crap! <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> There's your three, uh, three seven footers coming off the bench at the same time in the same lineup. <laughs> um, I do okay. want to give give a shout out real quick. 
Guys, yesterday was like a top five all-time Lockdown Mavs day. Yeah. All Y'all time. killed it. Like, downloads and everything. It was insane. They th- literally, we like when we say thousands of people listen to this thing, I, that's not like we're not exaggerating. <laughs> thousands of people download this thing and listen, and that's really cool. It was awesome. It was a great day. So thanks to the Raccoon Squad. Today, what we're getting to is uh, we got some news, and then we'll do our player previews of Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Salah Mejuri. Those three big men coming off the bench. So we will talk about the biggest storyline and the best and worst case scenarios for each of those players. Uh, they're not as important as the other guys, so we figured we didn't have to devote an entire podcast to them. And so we'll talk about some other stuff in this podcast too. Um, the news is that Harris Marnes will not play in the game on Friday. That's not super breaking news. That's not super, you know, uh, that's not new news necessarily, but it is definitive news. <laughs> you know, it is finally yeah. like he's not going to play on Friday in the preseason game against the Hornets. Uh, Dirk is also not going to play. That was kind of already said. But also, Harris Martins is also doubtful for the season opener. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we. it's just, um, uh, you know, Rick Carlisle said in practice that um, it just, you know, Harrison's got to practice before he plays, which is normal for most people, most players. So uh, you'd assume the same thing with Dirk, that until Dirk can get on the floor and is practicing full court and doing his thing that he's not going to be out there. So same thing with Harrison Barnes, and we'll see how long it lasts. I I do not know anything crazy, you know, update as far as Harrison Barnes' injury, but I want to say on the safe side that it's not going to be a long-term thing, but we'll see. Yeah, and they're, I think they're just playing it safe. Hamstring stuff can linger. You know, it can last a long time, and they don't want to mess with it. Um. The other news today, did you see this quote that, that our friend our friend of the pod, Bryce, tweeted out from DeAndre? No. I love Luca. His English is terrible, but he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Speaking of that, if you haven't seen Nick's tweet uh, that a lot of people uh, have <laughs> shown love to, go to Nick's Twitter uh, when he posted a clip of uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s Facebook Live, I guess, <laughs> clip. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. did a Facebook Live video from his personal account that is not a page it is just a it is his facebook page it is like his facebook and he he goes up to luca and you just have to watch the video it's like nine seconds or something uh worldwide wob liked liked the uh the video so that's and he retweeted it so that's a good sign that it's good good content but i found it on the mavs nation facebook page that i the the much maligned mavs nation facebook page finally comes up good for me That's a that's a whole different world <laughs> ecosystem is the Mavs Nation Facebook page. It's funny, and I enjoy it still. Um, also in news today, let's just go around the NBA for a couple other news things. Jimmy Butler showed up to Timberwolves practice today. Can you imagine what that would <laughs> what that would look like? Please tell me he has a locker besides Towns or Wiggins. <laughs> Can you imagine the first time in a Wiggins like seeing each other? Like, or they have to, or if they guard each other if they're doing like drills or something. Do they put Jimmy on the other team, the opposing, like the second unit? Might as well practice against playing him now. Yeah, I mean, like my guess is, you know, sometimes people people practice, they'll just have like like in the Mavs facility, they have all those courts, and then they have all this exercise equipment over on the side. They they just threw him over to the other side, or threw him on another court, and was like, he's there, he's in practice, but he's not really part of practice. That would be my guess, just to say that he's there, because to me, the way that Woj tweeted it. It seemed like a like a uh, 
a ploy, you know, like like a, like a way to try to get up his value. Because last we heard, the uh, the Houston Rockets offered, you know, Eric Gordon, but they wouldn't op- they wouldn't include PJ Tucker in a deal for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Same thing. Same thing with with Miami of when it says Miami has has softened their stance, yeah, on including Josh Richardson. What? Go get freaking Jimmy Butler. You're talking about Josh Richardson? Will Josh Richardson ever do anything? Like, I mean, will he ever be more than a role player? Like, I just think at this point that Jimmy Butler's value is so low because of the way that he's acted in his last, you know, two places. Um, I'll have fun with that. Oh, here we go. Here's here's a Woj tweet that just just happened. Where you guys probably know when we're recording this podcast. It's like uh, it's like 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, All-star Jimmy Butler participated in Minnesota's practice, a session that included him verbally challenging teammates, coaches, and front office. Uh, Butler was <laughs> vociferous and emotional at times, targeting Thibodeau, Layden, Towns, Wiggins, story soon on ESPN. I'm ready for this story. If this isn't like, hey, you better freaking trade me now. You need <laughs> you trade me. Vociferous and emotional at times. I remember remember during the draft when Woj couldn't say they they picked or selected. Yes. Vociferous. What a what a great word. Vociferous. Anyway, um raise your hand if you're sick and tired of the Jimmy Butler situation. Not after this. I'm I'm back in. No, I well. I'm back in after this. I'm, I'm Nick ar- is Nick is nibbling at the hook right now. He's taking some of the bait. I am swimming away from it. I'm, I'm so, so tired back. Of this. I'm so back. All right, never mind. Nick is not nibbling. He swallowed the hook. He I'm is in. in. I'm now. back in on it. They're reeling him <laughs> I, in. I missed it. Oh man. Um, in unrelated news, I just saw this tweet and I thought it was hilarious. Oh no. From an anonymous scout. Uh. From an anonymous scout, I've given up on Myers Leonard at this point, and I bet Portland would have given up on him too by now if they could have. But now Ed Davis is gone, so they have a hole at the fourth big spot. I can't believe he didn't block a shot last year. It's so funny. It's so funny right now hearing these like anonymous scouts come out and talk about these players, and like the summer of 2016 keeps keeps giving keeps on giving because Myers Leonard got that huge deal and now the scout says I'm totally out on him and he did not block a shot last year Myers Leonard is a seven foot big man he did not block a single shot last year and he played 254 minutes this is so funny and uh Isaac I think had to go take care of his baby so you just got me right now um oh man so the Jimmy Butler stuff, these anonymous scouts coming out. I think SI did a whole piece talking to an anonymous scout about all different kinds of players and stuff like that. Um, all right, he's Isaac's back. Okay, I just I just told everybody I saw this tweet from an anonymous scout. I've given up on Myers Leonard at this point. I bet Portland would have given up on him now too if they could have. But Dave, Ed Davis is gone, so they have a hole at the fourth big spot. I can't believe he didn't block a shot last year. Wait, he really didn't block a shot. Two hundred and fifty minutes, and Myers Leonard didn't block a single shot. Whoa! And you're seven feet tall. Yes. <laughs> that guy Keith Smith quote tweeted it and said Isaiah Thomas, who is five nine, blocked a shot last year. He makes he makes uh, Brooke Lopez look like Dakemi Matumbo. The summer of 2016 keeps on giving, and honestly, the Dwight Powell thing looks totally fine now compared to some of these dudes. Mm-hmm. Compared to some of these guys, man. I mean, yeah. If you compare them to like 
eight contracts, but <laughs> I don't know. Compare him to other. Oh, okay, never mind. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Um, but before we move on, we wanted to let you guys know that we are going to do a, and we'll keep telling you this over and over again. We're going to do a voicemail bag. People have talked about this and asked us about this uh, several times last year and this year. Um, people have asked, hey, you should do some kind of call-in thing for your podcast or something, something like that. Well, we're doing it. We've applied. We've done a uh, – we have a Google Voice number. There will be uh, a number on there um, that you can call and that you can <laughs> you can talk to us. The, uh, the number is this. Are you ready for it, Isaac? Hey. Nick, I'm ready for this number. Are you ready for this number? It's 469-431-2395. That's the number. You can call that. I really hope that's the right number because if it's not, a whole bunch of people are going to be calling and (laughs) trying to leave voicemails with a random person. But that is the number. Again, 469-431-2395. You can call us and leave a voicemail for our Google Voice. We will get it, and at some point before the season starts, we will do a giant voice mailbag. We will try to get to as many of these as we can. Nick, one more time. What's the number again? The number is 469-431-2395. I will put it in the description of the podcast as well. Are you calling it right now? It's just going to say this Google Voice number did not answer. No. Okay. It doesn't have our it doesn't have our our voices in there yet. Well, I'll get it on there before I post the podcast. There okay, that's okay, a, okay. That's a peek behind the curtain for everyone. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, let's get into our player preview of Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, and Sala Mejuri. Kleba. All right, Isaac. The biggest storyline surrounding Dwight Powell this year, or Maxi, or Sala, or all of them together, is what? What we lumped them together because you know, like Ray and them are rookies, and we're going to talk about them separately. But it's really when you break those three down, it's really Maxi Dwight and then Salah, at least in my mind right now, of the like positions because like Dwight and Maxi can technically play you know five and four, Salah is just a five. So, really, the big question is it's not including Salah to me. Who's going to, you know, who's going to shoot from the outside better, Maxi or Dwight? Because I feel like that's the biggest key. Because you just can't. Um, and I say this, but here, here's the um, counter to what I just said of why it might not matter as much of shooting from the outside. You are yourself right now. I am. Because Dirk is the, is the five in that in that second unit, so Dirk is already stretching the floor. So. Yeah. Having a rim rolling guy like Dwight, you know, compared to like a Maxi, but then you could tell yourself, hey, would you rather have all five players that could shoot a three? Uh, of course, that would be awesome. So, really, it's just I think who who can shoot the ball better from the outside, Maxi or Dwight? That's my biggest question. Then to me, it becomes uh, who's a better rebounder out of the two? Because if Dirk's going to be out there and or they're going to try to play smaller, you know, with, with Harrison or Dorian or, you know, one of those guys at the four. Then you want a guy that's going to be a better rebounder because they're just going to give up way too much, you know, on the offensive end and and on the defensive glass. And uh, and Maxi, I think, is a, is a better rebounder. He's been a better rebounder so far in uh, in preseason. Yeah, and you know, it's the we've 
built up Maxi a lot these three preseason games. <laughs> and, you know, there's one uh, there's one more preseason game left on Friday against the Hornets at home. But for Maxi, it's just he it looks like he's really um taken not I wouldn't say like a quantum leap, but it looks like he has taken some uh, a step forward over the offseason. And you know, Nick's talked about a lot on the pod about him playing the whole summer and playing with Germany and Schroeder and all those guys and and you know, has that attributed to this step that he's taken forward it seems. And but the the one aspect of his game besides him shooting from the outside, which Nick tweeted out uh, Maxi's numbers so far after 3 games. And they're very impressive. But the one thing that really sticks out to me, and it's not I don't even know, it's not even a number you can tweet out, is his ability to put it on the floor. We've walked through that one play. There's another play. I'm gonna tweet it out. I had a I have a gif of it, but um, to where he can his outside shooting, it does become a threat to where people will game plan for it and know that hey, he is capable of hitting that outside shot. But his ability to pump fake that, and we saw that with Embiid a couple times the other day, or a couple times in China, they played twice. To where Embiid went out to you know contest Maxi's three pointer and Maxi pump fake drove the lane and the one he had that acrobatic scoop shot that went in another one he you know made the pass to Salah for the easy dunk you that is that's huge that's huge for that battle between him and Dwight and money wise it's a huge difference because uh, Dwight's making you know nine or ten million compared to Maxi at what I think a minimum deal, so uh, I guess you'd have to lean towards Dwight if you're gonna pay him ten million, ten million dollars. <laughs> uh, compared to Myers Leonard, though, that's nothing. Is it? <laughs> I mean, he's actually giving you positive. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. Okay. My thing with Dwight's lasted a year or two now, and to where I have, I've never been the the biggest Dwight Powell stand in the world and continue uh, continue to tell us things we didn't know <laughs> um and it my whole thing with it is it kind of boils down to the same conversation we're having right now we the Mavericks are paying him 10 million dollars and before last year it looked even more brutal for you know a role that you can get for a minimum deal I mean we're sitting there we're sitting here arguing between Maxi and Dwight. So Maxi's on a minimum deal, and there's I mean, a legit argument that Maxi is you know going to be better than Dwight this season. And Nick's over here laughing. I'm not apologizing because I'm going to keep interrupting with these Woj tweets of this oh Jimmy gosh, Butler I just thing. seen it, and I just ignored it. At one point, <laughs> this is Woj on the Jimmy Butler situation. At one point in the scrimmage, sources say Butler yelled over at GM Scott Layden and screamed, You bleeping need me. You can't win without me. Butler left teammates and coaches largely speechless. He dominated the gym in every way, period. Jimmy's back. <laughs> That's what the tweet says. This that's just dumb. They just they're gonna trade him today to like Phoenix or something. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't care. Phoenix Jimmy for Tyson Chandler, GM. let's go. Phoenix doesn't have a GM. They're just gonna take whatever penny on the oh dollar. Oh my after gosh, today. this stuff is so funny. All right, continue on your. No, I'm just saying you're paying somebody ten million dollars to do something. I think you can get a minimum guy to do like Maxi. But yeah, but um, well, if you, if you look at the, what the the Lakers need right now, they need a guy like that, and they're looking around the league and they're like, we can't really find that guy. Everybody's gotten paid. Like Dwight. I mean, the guy that's available. Yeah, 
And now let me give Dwight credit. Did he make a, a big stride last year? He did absolutely. Like he he that was his best season of his career last year. You know, I joked around about it of saying, well, Carlisle changed his role, and he did. Uh, he pretty much said, hey, stop shooting the dang ball. We're going to turn you into this uh, pick-and-roll uh, man that's going to, you know, cut to the basket and catch, uh, you know, oops and all this different stuff. And turns out that's what he's really good at. No way. a uh, Somebody like him. So, and when you look at Synergy, man, Synergy does help him out a lot because last year, uh, well, never mind, I have, I have Maxi pulled up, but... Last year, he was excellent. I mean, his pick-and-roll numbers, I feel like people's tweeted at me his stats and all these like crazy advanced stats about how high he was. But he was. He was in the 96th percentile as the pick-and-roll man yeah. in the NBA last year uh, per synergy on that. And a crazy points per possession. Like He was very good at that role. He was very good at off- getting offensive boards and putbacks, which is you know DeAndre Jordan basically with that. Um, and then he was very good cutting at, at cutting last year. So pretty much once you take the ball out of his hands and ask him, Hey, don't create, uh, don't shoot the ball uh, from the outside. We need you to be great value. Deandre Jordan. Then there you go. That's you want Dwight ball. Powell to be great value. Deandre Jordan. Uh, we need you to rebound and we need you to pick and roll and cut to the basket and catch loops. Yeah, so you just get one-sided. But you're not going to – I mean, he so can like, obviously okay, shoot so the ball you know a little bit better Pop-Tarts than DeAndre. And you know how there's great value Pop-Tarts? Yeah. If if Dwight, if Dwight, DeAndre Jordan is an actual Pop-Tart, like a Kellogg's Pop-Tart, then, then Dwight Powell is a Pop-Tart that doesn't have any frosting on the outside or the inside. <laughs> he just gives you one aspect. Um, now, listen, the Mavericks absolutely love him. And yeah. for the role that he's going to play on this team, that's I'm fine with it. Like he's he's going to come in and he's going to. That's why this is going to lead to a bigger conversation later on, to where I'm going to like push for him a little bit more in a, a different role. But it, like his work ethic and he he's a very smart and intellectual human being. Like very sarcastic, fun to be around. Like all that different stuff. They they absolutely love him. So his and- role. And his three-point shooting has improved every year. Do you know what he shot last year? I was it low thirties, I think. Shot thirty-three. Shot thirty-three percent. That's better than Dennis. It's better than Dennis. It's better than Maxi did last year. Uh, also, the year before he was twenty-eight point four percent. The year before that, he didn't take very many, but he was twelve and a half percent. So he's gone up like five to ten percent every single year. If he keeps on that pace, this year he's shooting like thirty-seven percent. From three. Ooh, I don't know about 37, but... Uh, if he keeps up his pace of improvement, he went from 28 to 33. Okay, who has then- gotten the, who's gotten the most hype over the past two summers of, man, he spent the whole summer working on that shot? Him or Dorian Finney-Smith? <laughs> from, the, from the Mavericks or from media? From everybody. <laughs> uh, That's been the story on both of them. Gosh, I know. Well, the thing about Dwight's was he got more of it last year. Like, Dwight's working on his shot, and then he took a ton at the beginning of the season, and then when he became more effective in that lineup that didn't need him to take threes, he stopped taking them, and he became way more of an effective player. So it's weird that, like, he has gotten better at this skill that now the Mavericks don't want him to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going he's gonna to get those shots periodically, but just hoping it's not going to be a an ever every game thing 
but it just comes into play. Where is Maxi going to play into that? Like it's kind of like Finney Smith and Brokoff. In my opinion, Dwight has the has the upper hand in that. When we're saying everybody is healthy, Dirk, JJ, and Devin, and Dwight Powell will be in that second unit, and then let's just say Dwayne Finney Smith. Those that five will be your second unit for the most part. How can Maxi slide in there? It's going to be easy for him to slide in there when Dirk's still out. But how can he slide in there with with everybody healthy? And so that's the that's the the whole conversation right now is how can how can Maxi fix in or fit in when everybody when everybody's healthy? What can he do better than Dwight? And that's where I think the shooting is really going to come into play. Yeah, yeah, he he can be. He's a better. He's a higher ceiling as a shooter, I think, uh, than the the putting the ball on the floor. Dwight just cannot do stuff like that. Um, but we've talked about how Dwight is a is a better presence above the rim than Maxi is. So and it's kind of like pick and pop versus pick and roll. Which one would you really prefer in that second unit in that role? And the different, the, they're honestly like almost polar opposites between the two of them. Dwight is a better defender out in space. He's a better. Uh, perimeter defender so when he gets switched out on somebody he's quicker so he can stay with guys whereas maxi is a better defender at the rim he's better at he's blocked more shots he's you know contested more shots he's he's bigger uh they're both listed at 240 pounds it's kind of interesting because to me i think maxi weighs more than than dwight powell um and they're both the exact same height too which is kind of funny they're, they're just so similar in you know physically um i think maxi's a little bigger uh, but in in terms of style of play, they're just so different. Uh, with Maxi, you have a guy that can body somebody at the rim, where he did with Embiid a couple times in the games in China. Um, so you have Maxi that's a better uh, rim defender, and then you have Dwight Powell, who's more of a, a, def- a better defender in space. It's almost like, like if they could, if the Mavericks could combine Dwight Powell, yes. Dwight Powell and Maxi plus Dorian and, and Ryan Brokoff, you have two like optimal bench players instead they have four suboptimal bench players that just are trying to find their spot in the lineup exactly and to and i'm pretty sure even when you look at transition numbers i'm pretty sure i know maxi is below average in transition when i think uh, dwight powell is actually pretty decent in transition so it's literally you look at all their different categories and they kind of like offset each other with that but what okay so what's uh, the the skill i feel like that is going to be needed on this team or that's going to be utilized the best is going to be the rim running i think that this team now um now that you've added luca luca is going to be able to take advantage of Dwight's ability to you know to yeah. to catch a lot like a lot and he's going to take advantage of that a ton. I, I tweeted out a play today, watching the I think it was the first Philly the first Sixers game I was watching it again, and I saw Dennis drive into the paint and Bede was there and Bede came over to help and then he froze when he was looking at Dennis because he couldn't tell if he was going to pass it to Dwight or if he was going to go up for the layup. Embiid freezes and then he decides to go back right towards Dwight and away from Dennis. And then Dennis, you know, just does an easy, super easy layup because, you know, Embiid was scared to, not scared, but Embiid was thinking that he was going to pass and, you know, try to block that, that alley-oop attempt. But th- that's something that Dwight can do that I haven't, re- we haven't really seen Maxi do very much. And so the team might be able to take advantage of that more than what Maxi can bring. Yeah, and, that, and that's where that's why it's kind of like the Finney Smith and Brokoff thing. That's why I think he has the edge right now. And, but it's one of those things where he has the edge and he has the, the spot. But if Maxi keeps on playing at this level, because Maxi, I think his preseason earns him some minutes. 
But if those minutes continue to be really efficient and he, he continues to shoot it like he does, will he start to creep into those Dwight Powell minutes? That would be something to watch. But can we com- can we compare it to Salah real quick? So there's or this we- there's this uh, site. Yes, we can do that in one second. There's this site called Teamwork Jobs. I swear, if you talk about Jimmy Butler, one that more time. posts all these jobs from uh from like NBA teams. They work with the NBA as like the way that you submit an application is through Teamwork Jobs. They just posted just now. Wolves assistant. <laughs> Wolves assistant. <laughs> Wolves assistant position open. <laughs> You're lying. No. Assistant coach? It just says Wolves assistant. <laughs> who who did that? No, they did. This, <laughs> no, I'm saying who found that on Twitter? Somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Wolves assistant with Timberwolves and Lynx in Minneapolis. That's hilarious. Somebody just said, I'm out. I'm done with this. I'm done. <laughs> uh, the guy that found it was a uh, guy from the Grizzlies SB Nation site, Ball from Grace. Anyway, all right, let's take it. Let's take another break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, try to figure out where Salah is and all this stuff. We've we've moved away from our player preview kind of idea, but it, it all sort of fits together. So uh, when we come back, we'll talk about how Salah Measury fits into all of this. All right, Isaac. So we have the Dwight Powell Maxi conundrum or situation. At least feels like from the coach's side, Dwight is winning it. From the you know fan side, it seems like Maxi's winning it. Um, but then you have Salah who came back to this team and to me, he seems like a buyout candidate. If, if all these guys stay healthy, if Dirk can stay healthy for, you know, 70 or so games, there just isn't a spot for Salah in this lineup anymore. Yeah. And last year I did, or was it last year? I guess it was last year. I don't know. He's been around for a while now for the Mavericks. I know. Three or four years. But, um, I think it was last year or early last year and I did a story with him about how unhappy he was about not playing. And he would, he was fr- voicing some frustrations about not getting minutes off the bench. And that's where, what kind of road will this lead down to? He obviously came back, and that was the whole thing. With, I didn't, now, now, Salah voices concerns about not getting enough minutes. Even if he starts and plays 48 minutes, I think he would want to get more minutes. Very true. <laughs> um, Just to he be voices, fair. He voices a lot of things. But... Um, but that that was why I was very surprised when he came back. Like that was my like I thought he was for sure gone. I thought he was gone because of his relationship with Rick and just how they you know seem to clash at times. I thought just him where he's at. He's thirty two. You know, with us getting DeAndre, like I'm just like I and Dirk being that five. I just didn't think that he would come back. And when we signed him back, it it really surprised me. And because. I just remember those times of him being frustrated about not getting those minutes. And I feel like other teams across the league, AKA maybe the Lakers um, would, you know, be able to give somebody like him a little bit more minutes on the lockdown Lakers podcast yesterday. Anthony Irwin went through a list of the centers that are available and who he would be willing to give some minutes to, because right now Zubach is Zubach is kind of their, their guy that's going to play like that backup, backup five. Al Jefferson was named. Cole Aldrich was named. Emeka Okafor, who already plays on a team, was named. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. And I, I honestly think that like Salah would be great for that team. Um, and I think that he would get some playing time. And I just don't think he's going to get it here. Yeah, and that's the – he is he is a – I want to preface really good. But, like, he 
he's a really good backup center. Like he is what you want. And the reason why, and I, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, the reason why he's a Dallas Maverick right now is because they they believe that they're going to be a winning team this year, that they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. And when you're a good team and you're going to be in the playoffs, you need a backup big man like Salah that is going to get dirty, going to get in people's faces, is going to bring that uh, instant energy shot blocking you know presence off the bench. At least I think that, and he fits that role perfectly. And he he is 32 and like all this different stuff. So like that's my thing with with Salah like. Right now, at the beginning of the season, I'm worried about it. But if we do sneak in or are fighting for a playoff spot or something like that, he's he does come in handy. And we, we talked about it briefly on the live stream about how he is this DeAndre Jordan insurance to where if DeAndre goes down, you plug in Salah you know, straight into it. Rick has shown that he likes to do that a lot with, uh, with these players. It's, instead of plucking from that direct second unit, he likes to keep that second unit together and instead go to the end of bench and pull somebody from there and put them in the second unit. Kind of like when Dorian Finney-Smith started uh, the season, was it two years ago? Or whenever you whenever we yeah, brought him in, year. Yeah, yeah, his, his rookie year. year, like they plugged him in as the starter, mainly because they could have plugged in like a Devin Harris, or something like that. But mainly because they wanted to keep that second unit together, so Salah could leapfrog like a Maxi and Dwight and Dirk into that you know starting unit to where they can keep the second unit together. And we we joked about him being Diet Coke DeAndre. He can give mm-hmm. you a lot of uh, at least. The same you can run the same type of system with Salah as you would run with DeAndre. So my question is, and th- here this is the only thing I get hung up on with Salah. I, I am we are so happy that Salah's back <laughs> because he's super fun and the locker room is just so much more fun with him in it and all this different stuff. And it makes this position a position of strength for the for the Mavericks, whereas before it had been a complete position of weakness. You know, you add one guy that's going to take, you know, that's going to play 30 minutes, and all of a sudden you have this dynamic group of, you have five dudes that can play the five that all do very different things that can do them fairly well. Uh, and some of them have upside in Dwight and Maxey, and some of them have established, you know, talents and abilities. And you just, it's awesome. <laughs> it changes, the one guy can change a lot in the NBA. Yeah, and that and that's the my question with with Salah is what can he give you off the bench? Let's say DeAndre goes down. What will Salah give you that Dwight Powell couldn't give you? And that shot that's blocking. my <laughs> shot blocking. Yeah, the shot blocking for cool. sure, but the, like that's my whole thing with you're going to and this is and I'm going to I'm going to question this for a little bit on the Mavericks part. You're going to roster a 32-year-old minimum guy that and he's probably not going to dress a lot of nights and he's going to be on the roster and he's going to take up a roster spot and probably not play very much in the season, so, you know, here and there based off injuries. And then with, you know, if the playoff comes and all this different stuff, but when you have other bigs on the roster like a Dwight Powell, like a Maxi and all that stuff to where the spot minutes that he would get, or even if there are injuries, why couldn't Dwight Powell or Maxi step into that role and instead give one give that one of those last few roster spots to another young guy that you're going to try to develop? So, like, I mean, yes, the, all that's well and good, but I think your point about them wanting the insurance on DeAndre 
or the yeah. insurance on Dirk, I think, is is the reason why they brought him back. And who knows? I mean, he came back in a, a very cheap deal. Um, we don't know if he got offers from anywhere else. I didn't hear anything about offers from anywhere else. He could have gotten no offers anywhere else. And he's like, hey, I might as well just come back. And the Mavericks are like, well, if you're going to come back for that, then sure, yeah, we'll take you. <laughs> you know, you'll come back. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you'd rather just – you'd rather have the asset than, you know – not have it just for the idea of giving the minutes to someone else because let's go through it right now who's going to dress every night when everyone is healthy yeah you're going to have the five starters and then you're going to have jj and devin and finney smith and powell and dwight dwight powell and dirk that's 10 okay you can only dress 12 (laughs) so then out of these players you can you can only dress two jalen brunson ryan broke off Salah, Maxi, Maxi, and who's in Ray Spalding? That's Brian, your fifth right Brian Spalding. Brian Spalding. So just, <laughs> I mean, just off the top of my head, like, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna not dress? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Brunson's going to dress, and then you're looking at one spot between Brokoff, Maxi, Salah, and Spalding. You can go ahead and say Spalding's not gonna be dressing, you know, a lot of nights. Two out of two of Brokoff, Salah, and Maxi are not going to be dressing most nights. Now we're saying this, and assuming we're saying when they're fully healthy. How many games last year? And I don't know, you know, how many, whatever. How many or how many games this year will Dirk, Devin, you know, JJ, pretty much all be fully healthy and dressing? Yeah. Do you, how do much you know will who, the whole ro- roster? Do you know who be? was fifth in the Mavericks in starts last year? Gosh, I don't know. Maxi, because <laughs> they filled thirty six games. So, like to your point, this team has missed a lot of games, and the, the, the lineup was very seldom all intact. So these guys will play their, their yeah. they'll play their fair share of games. But yeah, if everyone's healthy, then that's a conundrum. It's kind of a good problem to have. There's some depth there. Uh, the Mavericks have a, a pretty good bench this year, but uh, like they did last year. But um, yeah, it's it's tough because to me, I'd rather have. Brunson and Brokoff, if those are my options. But then all of a sudden, your only bigs on the you know your only bigs that are out there are DeAndre Dwight and Dirk. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're looking at Salah, Spalding, and Maxi not dressing like yeah, not even playing like in a suit. Like also, that's I've seen this several times in in uh, my mentions and other things that people saying, oh, we should start Maxi instead of Wes. Um. I think that's that's going a little too far. Who's who's coming in your mentions with that? Bunch of people. Who's playing the two? They would move. Everybody would move down the backcourt. Luca would play the two. Harrison would be the three still, and then uh, the max guys would play I, four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ten seconds of not praising Luca. Luca is not going to be guarding these other dudes in the league. These other James Hardens and all that stuff. No. That's why Wes Matthews is. Is in this uh is in the starting unit. They need him to guard these other best players. And at the moment you take him out, if West doesn't start, Finney Smith is starting. It's not going to be Maxi. So yeah, they need somebody. Uh, they need somebody to to guard those guys. Yeah. So there you go. You got any final thoughts on any of these three bench big men and uh, Maxi, Salah, Dwight? 
Um, Maxie's, and just wrapping up, like Maxie's preseason should earn him some minutes. I give Dwight Powell the edge right now in that second unit. As long as Dirk's out, Maxie should get, you know, decent minutes in that second unit. And then Salah is just that DeAndre insurance that we'll see every now and then. We'll see him some. It's kind of, I think him and Maxie will split Dirk's minutes in that second unit until Dirk comes back and then we'll really see how it plays out. But yeah, I mean, you can you can never like we're super happy that Maxie's having this awesome preseason. So that's always a good thing uh, when you have position battles and stuff like that. So it'll be fun. Completely agree. There you go, guys. That's today's Locked On Mavericks. It was all over the place, but we, we got our preview in. We talked about Harrison Barnes and his injury, how he's not going to play on Friday, and then he's doubtful for the season opener. Uh, and then the Jimmy Butler stuff that just is the gift that keeps on giving. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>